and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> Lil Barron. It's exciting. It is exciting. Oh, my word. We have been working on this for almost two years now. <laughs> yes. Working, striving, clawing our way back to this point. It's almost here. The games start in just a few days. I know. Just a few I know. days. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Lil. It's at this point when I wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> And, you know, say a little prayer and then cross my fingers that we didn't forget something. I know. But we're we're going for it. We're going for it. Uh, We, uh, you know, everything, everything that has taken, everything, all the work, everything, we're going to kick this thing off, right? right? Ready or not. Ready or not. Here we are. (laughs) Speaking of kicking off, how can we talk about kicking off the Huntsman World Senior Games without talking about the opening ceremonies? Right. Like it's. Just it's it's the best. It is. It is the best. It in is. the grand tradition of the Olympics, we start every games with an opening ceremonies that we think is worthy of the event. Yeah, we, we we try really hard to make it so. The games have been going for thirty four years, and over that period, we've strived to bring to pass our founder John Morgan's vision. Yeah, <laughs> of fostering worldwide peace, health, and friendship, and no other event embodies these founding principles any more than the opening ceremonies. Right. It's amazing. It really is. The show is choreographed and produced by our friends at Diamond Talent. Mm -hmm. Brian and Melinda Larson put the show together with singing and dancing and all the feels that you would want in a show like this, in an event like this. We have a parade of athletes Mm -hmm. with each athlete marching in under the banner of their sport. There is music. There is fanfare. I just just tell everybody it's like there's magic in the air. It's just like you yeah. look up and it's just like sparkling, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I love the opening ceremonies. Yeah. It all takes place on Tuesday, just a few mm-hmm. days away, just a few Tuesday, October 5th at greater Zion stadium on the campus of Dixie state university. The gates open at 6 PM. Mm-hmm. Athletes should plan to be there by 6.30 p.m. to mm-hmm. participate in the Parade of Athletes. The show itself starts at 7 p.m. and it is free, free to everyone. It's free to athletes. <laughs> it's free to community. If you want to travel to the show, which will be worth it, All right. it's free. The show is free. We always have an inspirational speaker. Mm-hmm. We have had former professional athletes. We've had former Olympians. In fact, a few years ago, just, just a few years back, I was sitting next to Shannon Miller. Oh. She is one of the most decorated, one of the greatest Olympic gymnasts of all time. Yeah. And she leaned over to me and she said, you know what? This is the best opening ceremonies I've ever been to. And I thought, well, what a huge compliment. Right. But it just shows that there really is something special right. about it. And speaking of inspirational speakers. Yes. And speaking of former <laughs> Olympians, today we're going to get a little bit of a sneak peek. Anne Abernathy is a six time wow. Olympic athlete in two different sports that span both the winter and the summer games. Wow. She'll be joining us next Tuesday, October 5th at the opening ceremonies. And we could not be more excited to welcome Anne to the show today. Great. Anne, how are you? Great. Great. So good to talk to you today. Oh, yes. well, we're, we're excited. We're excited yes. to visit with you today. We're super excited for next week. Looking forward to it. Um, I just, you know, I mentioned in the, I mentioned in the intro six times Olympic athlete. We just barely finished the Tokyo game. So, you know, that's kind of on our minds here collectively, but six Olympic games and that is incredible. 
yeah, when I started, <laughs> I, um, I didn't think I was going to make it to the first Olympics because I was the <laughs> oldest, oldest one in my sport at those Olympics. And so I, I know that, and I want to talk about that. Like, I don't want to just breeze by this because this is important. Let's, let's talk about it. Your very <laughs> first Olympic Games, what was the sport? Luge. I did the sport of luge. So the, so the luge in the Winter Olympics, and I, I hate to put you on the spot because I know this is such a favorite topic for women to talk about in particular, but people in general. But how old were you at that first Games? 33. 33 wow. years old, first ever Olympic Games at age 33. That's a bit of an anomaly. Yes. Um, yes, it is. It is. And um, I didn't think I was that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't. You weren't. You're not, and, and you're still not. Let me, <laughs> let me reiterate that you're still not. But uh, so how, I, I, this, there's a story behind this. How in the this world did a 33-year-old... That, that was my first Olympics that I was 33, not my last Olympics. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So how does a 33-year-old make their way to the Olympic Games in luge of all things? Right. Uh, well, it is a sport that you do laying down. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's actually one of those very difficult uh, sports. But you know, it's just like anything when you find something that you love and you want to give it a try, and then you go, "Well, I really love this," and you work at it, and you just follow the road that's laid out in front of you. When I started doing luge, I didn't know that I was on an Olympic path, and it just kind of opened up. Yeah. So I just kept moving forward, which I think that's what a lot of athletes do. They start something, and then they, they just keep moving forward and see where it takes I them. I think so. I I think you're right on there. Um, it's, it's probably worth mentioning. I should have mentioned this earlier. Um 33 years old, the luge, right. which is just amazing and a little bit crazy, right. I will add. <laughs> Let me throw into this mix that Anne is actually from the Virgin Islands, which is a tropical Caribbean <laughs> paradise. Yes. So, so, so you, you weren't necessarily planning on ending up at the Olympics when you started luge, but we got to talk about how did you even start? Like, how did that happen? Uh, well, I was on a ski trip to Lake Placid, New York, oh. and the skiing wasn't very good. It's, it was icy. It was terrible, and there were uh, about 30 of us there, and we had just gone down the ski slope once, and we were on a bus. It was a special trip, and after we got down, somebody said, I do not want to ski down that mountain again. Uh, yeah. Let's go over to the bobsled run. It's the only place in the Northern Hemisphere where they had bobsled. So um, we convinced the bus driver to take us over there. And uh, we got off the bus and we see a bobsled coming down and, and it sounded like a freight train. Yeah. <laughs> it was slamming against the wall and you could actually hear them cursing as they came down the track. <laughs> and I went, Maybe why? not their greatest run ever. Huh? Yeah. Why would anybody <laughs> want to do that? And we walked around and there was a sign that said, this way to Lugie. <laughs> I said, yeah, the what, the heck is, <laughs> what the heck is that and uh we walked up and they had just had the olympics there uh, in oh, 1980 and and they had two separate tracks one for bobsled one for uh, luge and when we got to 
the luge track, we saw a sled go by and it just went, it was like um, a Jaguar compared to the dump truck that just went by. (laughs) (laughs) And we're standing talking about Lukey and this man walks by and he said, "Uh, anybody, uh, I, I believe that it's pronounced luge. And the guy standing next to me said, oh, no, 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 it's Lukey. (laughs) <laughs> and this man said, you must be right he walked by us and on the back of his jacket it said u.s luge coach yeah u.s olympic <laughs> loogie coach <laughs> he, he, he talked to us you know once we all stopped laughing he, he talked to us and he said well anybody anybody want to try it um take a step forward and immediately 28 people took a step back <laughs> and and there I was, <laughs> and I looked at the Standing guy next to me, and he looked at me, and we said, "Why not?" And so that's how I got started. Wow! Because uh, I stepped forward, not back. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So I want to go just a little bit further down this down this story for a second. So you're there, you're following the signs to the loogie. Uh, you end up being able to talk to the Olympic coach of the Lugie team. Of the Lugie team. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you don't step backwards, you step forward. You want to give it a shot. What was that first run like? Well, that first run didn't take place immediately. There was a okay. long wait because um, it was the end of the season there. And it was, uh, I was only there for the weekend. And I was invited to come back for a full week. Um, But it took two years for me to get time off from my career to be able to go up there and try it. And the man next to me tried it the next year. He went for a week. He came back. He called me. He said, you don't want to go. You don't want to do it. I said, why not? He said, you'll never be able to do it. I broke both my legs. Oh, Oh, you're kidding me. And I went. And the minute he said, that I won't be able to do it. Of course, I was going to get there. Of course, you're going you're to <laughs> prove him wrong. Yeah, so <laughs> I got there. And I, I will tell you, honestly, you don't start at the top of the track. You yeah. start further down. But it's still really, really fast. It's still fast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you don't know what's happening. And you're on ice. You know, uh, most people have trouble walking to their car from their front door on ice. I'm, yes. on, a, I'm on a sled with no steering and no brakes. Uh, and true, I am only three inches above the ground. However, those sleds go way up on the curves, and they yeah. can go up to two and three stories high. Wow, oh. that is uh, that's because it, it's it's boggling my mind just it a is, little me bit. Too. So, so you come back for this week uh, camp. You you give it a try. Obviously, you you set aside the advice of your friend, the challenge <laughs> of your friend. Uh, you said you're going to do it. You make it. Um, was it after that week when you're like, this is the sport for me, I'm going for it? Or was there, were there other steps in between? Well, what, what happened was by the end of the week, I was all the way up to the ladies start. I was having a blast. I loved it. And yeah. I was invited to come back and stay for the rest of the season at the Olympic training center and train. <sighs> what an invitation. Yeah. And I thought, well, how many times do you, ever get asked to stay at, to train at the Olympic training center. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the answer to that question. The answer to that question is exactly once and only one in a billion. Yeah. So I was totally stunned. Absolutely stunned. 
and uh, of course, I I went back and and uh, talked to several people, and you know was trying to get the sponsorship money to be able to continue making my normal monthly payments, insurance, and whatnot. Yeah. Insurance when you're in luge is extremely important, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, you can't luge unless you show that one you've had a physical and uh, two. You have insurance. You have a proof of insurance. Wow. <laughs> Actually, probably the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was insurance is always so. first. <laughs> wow. So you're invited back, and uh, what a privilege and what an opportunity. Uh, obviously, you were able to make the financial arrangements that you needed to. How far away at this point are the next Olympic Games for you? This was in um, – I tried it in 84, and this was 85. Okay. And the Olympics were in 88. 88. Mm. And so you had a few years to get on the circuit. 1900, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1988 we're talking about here. Um, so you had a few years to kind of get on the circuit, uh, get some competition under your belt, work out whatever kinks um, that, that needed to be. And then your first Olympic Games. Yes, 1988. 1988, 33, 33 years old. Is that what you said? Yes. Um, what is, what is that feeling? What is that feeling to, uh, cause I think your, your story is so fun and unique because I think generally speaking, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't talked to every Olympian, but it feels like many Olympians kind of have this dream and they work towards it in their youth. And then, you know, after a, a ton of hard work and dedication, they make it, it feels like you had kind of already decided your path and life was going along and it was great and everything was fine. And now all of a sudden this Olympic dream just kind of gets, plopped in your ma- in your lap right what was that like to step onto the uh you know the olympic field midlife well i i do have to tell you that the first big competition that i ever won was actually the u.s national masters okay okay so you competed in the masters levels that's and, that's awesome the masters which is like yeah. The senior games. Yeah, senior we, we know all about master sports here. Absolutely. Right. So, so that's so fantastic. My, my first victory was as a master. Over the awesome. age of 30 in luge, they considered that was a master. Yep. So I was, I had that mentality. I did not have the Olympic mentality. And then uh, the Virgin Islands entered the winter games for the first time. Uh, and it's U.S. Virgin Islands. So I had the option uh, one-time decision whether to train U.S. or train Virgin Islands. Yeah. And, of course, you want to represent your home. For sure. So that year in the 88 games was the year so many Caribbean nations entered the Winter Games for the first time. Of course, the most famous of which was the Jamaican the, bobsled The Cool yes. Runnings bobsled yes. team, right? Cool We're Runnings. familiar with that one. They yeah. crashed. They got a movie. Uh, I waited for 10 years and I crashed on live TV. I got a TV show. They were on Disney and I was on Discovery Health. (laughs) (laughs) Which now it's all the same company, right? right? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, wow. What a, what an incredible experience, incredible opportunity. So, um, again, again, your story is so fun and unique, but you started a little bit later than many, uh, you get there to your first Olympic Games. It's this experience. Um, you know, at some at some point, I think a lot of people might say, "What 
an incredible once in a lifetime opportunity time to go back to the real world, so to speak. Right. But you're like, no, I'm going to keep on going talk about that decision. Well, it's, it's interesting because, um, my mom and dad came to see me compete and my mother really didn't know what my sport was. Yeah. She, she was probably still calling it Lugie. Lug- <laughs> Lugie. Right. She, she didn't know. Now my dad had helped me. He had actually come to Lake Placid and videoed me and, and sub weather. And, yeah. and I had spent most of my time actually training in Europe. Uh, because when I decided to compete for the Virgin islands, then um, we had a, I trained with athletes from other smaller nations and we had a, a, a coach. Yeah. But uh, when I finished my final run uh, in the games in Calgary, I went up to my mother and bear in mind, she'd never seen me do this before. And she just yeah. saw her daughter flying by at, you know, almost 80, 90 miles an 90 hour. 90 miles an hour. On um, ice. As a matter of fact, the first time she tried to take a picture <laughs> <laughs> and missed it. Several pictures of ice, no, no body. <laughs> and, um, a- after the competition, I went up to her and I gave her a big hug and I said, "Mom, I did it." And she said, "Yes, and you don't ever have to do it." <laughs> and I said, "Mom, but next year the World Championships are in Winterberg, Germany, and I'm expected to take a medal." And my mom looked at me, turned around, and walked away. Aww. And my dad said, young lady, we'll talk about this when you get when home. When we get home. <laughs> I, I said, but dad, um, I'm 33. I don't live at your place. <laughs> so um, it, it was hard for my mother to accept. Yeah. She's well, there's some South. danger. It's not a very, she considered sports, not a ladylike thing to do. This yeah. was back in the 80s. Yeah. It's not, you know, things have changed. Things have yeah. changed for me oh, since yeah. the 96 Olympics. So um, my first Olympics, women were the minority. Yeah, the exception. Lot. The anomaly for sure. Yeah. yeah, And the size of the Winter Games changed too. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. So, so how many winter games did you lose at uh well there i qualified for six olympics yes well i lose at all of them okay uh but my last olympics uh which was in torino italy the final day of training i actually crashed and uh broke my arm and and scapula oh no so uh i wasn't able to compete yeah uh, in those games, although I, I, you know, I made it all the way up, and I was fighting up until that day, the yeah. day of competition to get back on the run because they didn't realize that I had actually broken my back at that point. Oh, my oh goodness. wow! Wow, what an incredible journey! And you know what? We're not going to give all the secrets away. We're not going to let all the cats <laughs> out of the bag. We're going to save some for opening ceremonies next week. Um, but you, you've competed in the Winter Games. It's worth noting that you have also competed in the Summer Olympics. No, I've not okay. competed in the Summer Olympics. Okay, all right. I am um, training in a Summer Olympic sport. Okay, so uh, let's let's I, make that transition for just a second. We're going to leave the loogie, the lo- <laughs> We're going to leave the luge for just a second. What is your current sport of choice? Archery. 
archery. And it's called, the division I'm in is called Olympic recurve archery. That's, that's the official name of the events that I compete in. But that doesn't mean that I'm competing in the Olympics. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The name of the bow, Olympic. I got gotcha. Excellent. And um, it's worth noting as well that Anne, not only as a six-time Olympic athlete, she is also a Huntsman World Senior Games athlete. Yes. And in 2019, which was the last time that we were able to hold the event, we've all taken a little time out for 2020. Uh, she competed in archery at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And what color medal did you win there? Well, I won the gold medal in my division, and I didn't even know this was a possibility, but I won the overall as well. So I won two gold medals. That is awesome. That That is awesome. awesome. And we're looking forward to uh, hosting Anne once again as an athlete. Uh, She's going to shoot archery. At least that's the plan right now, right? It is the plan. Yeah. But as as you know, it's been a, a a rough year. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Archery takes place over two days. So we're going to get it started. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so we're, we've got just a couple of minutes left here before we have to, to say goodbye and wrap it up. And then uh, again, so looking forward to next week when you're here for the opening ceremonies. Um, you had, a, you had a nickname as an Olympic athlete. What was that? <laughs> well, I had several. some that can't be said on the radio i guess but (laughs) the first one was timex because i always took the licking and kept on ticket (laughs) i love that Uh, and most of the masters here will remember that commercial yes Yes. younger people won't Uh, but uh, i was nicknamed grandma luge grandma luge yes i wasn't really thrilled about it and there, there's a story behind it, but uh, it, it wasn't my favorite nickname. But, you know, once they ca- start calling you that and it's not going to go away, it sticks, you have right? To embrace it. Right. Yeah. And I, I had to I had to realize that uh, in my last Olympics, I was 35 years older than the next athlete, the wow. next the next oldest athlete. Right. Uh, in my sport. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records. I'm the oldest one to ever compete in the Winter Olympic Games and the oh. first one to ever be in six. And that is incredible. That is, yes. that is just absolutely amazing. And like I said, we're not, we're not going to let all the cats out of the bag. I, Anne's got a great story, and she's going to share that with us all at the opening ceremonies right. in just a few days. Mm-hmm. But Anne, thank you so much for joining us today. What a, what a joy to spend to speak with you, to visit with you and to learn a little bit more about your story and uh, best of luck over the next uh, few days as you're competing. Uh, if everything goes right and uh, we can't wait to hear more from you at the ceremony. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to be there and I just want to encourage all the athletes to go. This is not just the opening ceremony, but it's the celebration of being able to get together again. Again. So, right. So come party and celebrate. And just be glad that you're there. And this is such a great way to kick it off and to kick off the end of an era and the beginning of the beginning of a new one, right? Normalcy, hopefully. Yeah. For sure. And once again, thank you so much. And we'll see you in just a few days. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. (laughs) 
Lil. I know. I'm so oh, excited. Just, uh, she's got such a great story and yes. she's just fun and uh, absolutely. Let me just echo her invitation. Please come. Come to the yes. opening ceremonies. Athletes come. Uh, we want to invite family, uh, community members, yeah. whoever's uh, available. Come and come and be a part of it. We've talked about it all show long, yeah. uh, but just a couple of reminders. The opening ceremonies, once again, Tuesday, October 5th, 7 p.m. at Greater Zion Stadium. Um, the show is free. Did, right. did I mention already that it's free? <laughs> but you let can me, mention it again. <laughs> let me just say it's free. We have a free shuttle as well that runs the circuit of all the campus. So park where you will, even on the far north side of campus. The stadium's on the south side, but we'll bring you down to the stadium. There's plenty of seating. It's going to be amazing, and you'll get to hear more from Ann Abernethy. Right. Have I sold it enough? Uh, you have for did me. I, did I mention it's free? <laughs> yes. Great, great show. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning as well that you can now register to volunteer for the games. It's not too late for that. Right. Uh, we need a bunch of volunteers. It takes about 3,000 volunteers to pull this party off. Lots of opportunities. You can register as a volunteer at SeniorGames.net. And everyone who registers is entered automatically in a drawing for a brand new e-bike from Charge Bike right. this year. So don't miss out on that. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast. And you can, of course, subscribe anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating, write a quick review. You can do that on your iPhone very easily by just scrolling down to the bottom of your Apple podcast app and shooting us a few stars. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. I like this one. Okay. It says one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.